Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today we're going to do part three of our conversation of growing a territory, growing a region, scaling your business. Now, let me do a quick recap of the first two podcasts. In the first podcast, we talked about how if you want to grow a territory, grow your business, just grow and scale your company. The first thing you do is, let's say you're the VP of sales, you are now charged with doing this, growing the business, generating the revenue. The first thing you need to do is assess. Assess what you have. And I suggested a 90-day plan where you just assess. Go out into the market, go out into the field, work with your salespeople, observe your salespeople, see what they're doing, see what they're not doing, provide suggestions and guidance, and after 90 days, you make the step two, the necessary adjustments. And what are those? Look, good clay, bad clay, questionable clay. Good clay, we keep. These are salespeople who are doing what they need to be doing, so we love them. Then there's bad clay. These are people that during those 90 days, you provided feedback and they just wouldn't make the adjustments. You tried to guide them, they wouldn't listen. You tried to talk to them, they shut you down. These are the people we just have to get rid of. Just fire them because they'll just infect the rest of the sales force eventually. Then third category is questionable clay. These are people who are salespeople who have the potential but need more guidance, more training, maybe just need more direction from you. So we assess we make the adjustments, then we restructure the territory and the compensation plans. We draw lines. We say, this is your territory. You need to sell this much. That's your quota. Step number four, within that territory that you've designed, again, create verticals. Just remember the example about within one territory, Brazil, for example, we said there are cable companies, fixed line telephone companies, wireless companies, satellite companies, Internet service providers, right? These are different verticals. Once you've identified the verticals, the next step is to decide what sales channel you want to use to go after those verticals. For example, if it's cable TV, let's go direct. That means using our own salespeople. If it's a telephone company, we want to go direct, use our salespeople. If it's a wireless company or satellite company, we may decide to go through a value-added reseller. These are companies that sell full systems, full solutions that maybe you can't do directly. Or we had internet service providers and we may want to use the distributor because those are simple sales. So defining a territory with their verticals, figuring out what the sales channels are is the most effective way to really scale your business. But let's say that we've done all these things. Now let's zoom in even further. Let's say that within Brazil, we got five verticals. Let's zoom in to one of the telephone companies and say, okay, so now that we know that that's the, one of the customers we want to go after, let's do that. So here's what I want you to do with your sales team. Let's say that you did give somebody the Brazil market. And within that market, you gave them all the telephone company business, right? And in these large markets, you have maybe three to five big telephone companies, three to five. So you assign those three to five, and again, we're just, it's all hypothetical here, but I assign those three to five companies to one salesperson, okay? Again, hypothetical. And if we assign those to one person, we that salesperson now knows they're responsible for three to five companies. Now, the next step is to create a process. And the process is a sales process. The sales process could look something like this. Step number one, identify who you're gonna to talk to. In other words, is it a management you know, buyer? Is it a user buyer? Is it a technical buyer? Is it an economic buyer? In other words, who makes the decisions within these companies? 
And typically within, let's say, a telephone company, you know, one of the biggest decision makers, the biggest influencer is usually a technical person. It could be the chief technical officer or the chief information officer, depending on what you're selling. So maybe beginning the sales process, the first thing is to identify who the target client is. Within the company, there is a CIO or a CFO that we really need to get the meeting with. This will call that person a high eye. By high I, I mean a high influencer, because there are multiple people involved in a buying decision. One study came out recently and said there's almost seven people now required to sign off on a deal in a B2B sale. Seven people, that's a lot of people. But I believe that within those seven people, there's probably one or maybe two high I people, high influencers. So our goal is to identify who are these people, and let's say for the sake of example, it's usually the chief technical officer. Now, identifying the person is one thing. Finding out why they will or will not buy is another. So let's stick with the process first. Step number one, identify who we need to talk to, the CTO. Step number two, in the sales process, reach out, try to set up the first meeting. Step number three, have the meeting, and within that meeting, we'll call the step three, we're going to do the presentation. So I'll call that meeting dash pleasant presentation. Now, the outcome of that presentation is to get them to do a field trial of our product. That's step number four, a field trial. Step number five, after the field trial, we need them to either give it a go or no go. They like it or don't like it and provide some type of report. After that, we'll provide pricing. And then last but not least, we'll try to close the deal. That is the sales process. You with me? Let's call that a seven-step sales process. Now, you're the salesperson listening to this. You know that within Brazil, you have three to five telephone companies. Let's just say five. Within those five telephone companies, you now know that you have to find the chief technical officer in each of these companies. You also know what your sales process is. Step one, identify who that person is. Step two, we set up the meeting, right? Step three is to actually have the meeting where we do the presentation, field trial, you know, results, go, no go, and again, provide pricing and close the deal. Now, let's focus here. We set up the meeting, we find the right person, we set up the meeting, we're having the presentation. This is the critical part. Now that you're supposed to go in there and do your presentation, what you need to do now is understand the why buys and the why not buy that each person has in that room, specifically the chief technical officer. What are the reasons? Make a list of why they would buy your product. That's selling the feature, the benefit, the advantage, the gain. You know, these are things you can talk about why people should buy your product. But I want you to get inside the chief technical officer's mind and ask yourself, why wouldn't they buy? Why wouldn't they buy? Let me give you three big reasons why they wouldn't buy. One, price, right? Price might be an issue. And in our case, we typically sold our products at 30 to 40% more than our competitors. So we really had to learn how to sell value. Two, besides price, there was also something called switchover. It was the cost of switching over to a new vendor. Now, the, the, the cost, or let's just say the, the imagery that they conjured up in their head is that if I switch over to you, Victor, you the new vendor, I have to make all these changes internal. There's all these things that are going to be impact, my operations, my workflow. There's so many things that go wrong. You know, I'd rather not deal with this. And that's called the switchover cause. Whether the problems are real or perceived, they're real to the customer. 
The third thing we have to do is, is that they're thinking ROI. You know, should I do this? What's the ROI? What they don't think about is the opportunity cost, how much money they're losing. So listen carefully. When you're doing a presentation to a chief technical officer, keep in mind that they care about increasing revenue and reducing costs. If you can show them how your product or service can do that, then you're one step ahead of the game. The presentation piece is the most important part of any sales process, and it's the place we spend the least amount of time really working on. So again, I really need you to focus on this. So I'm gonna end here because I wanted to give you a broad scope, a broad brush of how do you grow a business, how do you grow a territory. We went with this plan from $14.1 million to $98 million in two and a half years. And we were selling again at a higher price than our competitors. Is it possible? Of course it is. Can you do it? Of course you can. It just takes practice and time and really planning out how you want to grow and scale your business. Well, that's it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I would greatly appreciate it. This three-part series is very special. It's B2B. Let me know what you really think. If you sell B2B equipment, especially technical equipment, software, let me know what you think. I want to hear your feedback. Also, check out my sales training website, SeminarsOnSelling.com. You know what's there. Great sales training programs for your team. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.